Welcome back to another volume of Truly Disturbing Tales from Reddit. Today we're going to be narrating three new and settling stories, taken directly from the platform. I encourage you all to sit back, grab a snack, and enjoy these terrifying personal accounts. Now, without any further delay, let's jump right in. I'll start by saying that I have a terrible biological father. He has been a shady person all of my life, and constantly caused me lots of grief. This is just one of those examples. When I was four, my parents split up. My mother and I moved states, and they agreed that I would visit my dad over school holidays for a week. This particular time, I had been with him for a few days when I was playing with my cousin at a nearby park. A car pulled up, and I recognized the man as one of my dad's friends. He called me over, and without thinking, I ran over to him and left my cousin at the park. He asked me if I could show him where my dad lived, and I agreed and got in the car. I gave directions and didn't notice at all that he wasn't following them correctly. Looking back, I didn't really know the way anyhow. After way too long, I did realize that we were getting closer to the city, which is far from my dad's house. We pulled up at a house that I didn't recognize, and the man told me to wait in the car. I did. I didn't feel scared at all for some reason at this point. He eventually took me inside, and I definitely started to feel unsafe then. I remember two girls passed out in the main room, and a much older man was feeling them up everywhere. I made eye contact with this man, and he made me feel sick to my stomach. I had definitely figured out that this was a bad situation at this juncture. A lady took me into a bedroom and brought me a sandwich. The bread was stale and I wasn't hungry, but I ate it anyway because I felt bad for her, which doesn't make a lot of sense, but that's what I was thinking about then. The lady told me a lot of things that I didn't understand, but when she left, I remember thinking my dad was coming to pick me up soon. I fell asleep waiting for him. I wet the bed that night and no one came to see me until the next day as I cried very loudly and banged on the door. The lady came back and yelled at me for stinking up her bedroom, and I asked about my dad. She said he was coming tonight after he finished work. She didn't offer me a shower or a bath, so I sat in my soiled pants all day. After that, everything turned into a blur, really. My dad didn't come that night, and I was terrified. In my head, I felt like I was there for months. I thought I was missing school and that everyone had forgotten about me. In reality, I was there for five days. They let me take one shower. I don't remember eating much except for boring sandwiches and I had chips and gravy once. After not being able to get a hold of me or my dad for so long, in addition to me missing my pre-booked flight home, my mom drove across country to come and get me. She knew that something wasn't right, and she didn't ignore her gut feeling when it was time to come find me. Thank God she did. She found my dad at his girlfriend's house, methed out completely, hiding out. Turns out he owed a lot of drug money to the people who had taken me. They had told him that they had me, but he couldn't afford it or didn't want me back. Whatever it was, he didn't bother to try to get me back at all. 
my amazing mom paid his debt for him after borrowing from a lot of people, and then she came back to get me. I remember someone came into the room and told me my mom was here. When I walked out of that terrible room, I could smell her. It was the best feeling to feel safe again. She took me home, and I didn't see my dad again for a long, long time. She never called the police. My parents' relationship was very complicated then, and I fully understand the choices that she made. I'm definitely okay now. I've spoken about this in therapy, and I've come to terms with most of the things that I went through as a child, but still a f***ed up situation for a four-year-old girl to have to be in. When I was 20 years old, so about six years ago, I worked as a pizza delivery girl for a pretty popular pizzeria in my area. Initially, I worked the late morning to mid-afternoon shift, but when the guy who delivered for the night shift got fired due to a DUI, I was placed on the night shift since my boss hired a family friend who could only work my shift for whatever reason. I really didn't want this shift, because you never know if people who order late at night actually want pizza, or if they have other intentions in mind. Unfortunately, my boss was an asshole, and essentially told me if I wasn't willing to work the night shift, that I'd be fired. I wasn't exactly in a position where I could be out of work, albeit temporarily, so I reluctantly worked the shift. The first month of this shift went by without any issues, until I had to deliver a pizza to a house that just barely made it into our delivery radius. I punched it in on my GPS, and the house was located in a pretty suburban part of the city. I arrive, and it's about 11 p.m. The block was extremely quiet, decently lit, and mostly littered with modern townhouses. But the house that I delivered to was a duplex. I ring the doorbell and wait for about 30 seconds. No answer. I ring it again and wait another 30. Still no answer. I'm standing there getting pretty nervous that something's about to go down, but thankfully a man opens the door. He looked like he was in his late 40s, pretty tall, maybe a little over six foot, and he was very skinny. I tell him his pizza is here, and he just stands there staring at me. I asked him if he was okay, and he responded by saying, yeah, I'm fine. I got off work not too long ago, and I'm zoning out a bit. Fair enough, I suppose. He hands me the money. I hand him the pizza, and as I'm making change, he says, you're really beautiful, you know that? Not really thinking too much into it, I thanked him for the compliment and gave him his change. I said goodnight, and he did too. I walked back to my car and finished my deliveries for the evening. A few days later, I get a delivery order to the same place. I head over there around the same time as the last time and ring the doorbell. He answers the door very excitedly and said, Hey, it's you again. How are you? I told him that I was tired and couldn't wait to go home to which he chuckled and said, I know that feeling pretty well, as he was pulling out his wallet. As he's counting his money, he asked me what my name is. Being kind of tired at this point, and not really thinking straight, I stupidly tell him my name. As I'm making change, he asks if he could have my number, as he'd love to hang out with someone as gorgeous as I am. Whoa, buddy, pump the brakes. I've literally only met this guy twice to deliver a pizza. I had no idea who this guy was, and I'm positive he barely knew who I was as well. 
Another thing to mention is that I looked way younger than I was at the time. I was told by numerous people that I still looked like I was about 15, and I was hoping he thought differently and wasn't hitting on what he thought was a teenager. I'm just standing there awkwardly for a few seconds before I muster out, Sorry, I have a boyfriend. He gets upset and says, Oh, okay. I see. We stand there in silence before I tell him to have a good night and walk back to my car. He says nothing and still stands at the doorway staring at me until he finally went back inside once I got my car started. I got a pretty creepy vibe from this guy and even brought it up to my coworkers. They agree that it was pretty creepy, except for my boss who overheard everything and claimed I was making up stories and trying to gain sympathy for having to take the shift. Like I said, a week later as I'm working the night shift again, we get an order from the same guy, and this is when shit finally hits the fan. I arrive at the house at around 10.30pm, and keep in mind that from my perspective on the road, it didn't look like a single light in the house was on. I get out of my car, and I walk to the front door with the pizza box in my arms. As I'm approaching the door, it quickly swings open to reveal the man, except this time he was wearing a suit and I jumped back. He laughs and said, Sorry if I scared you. I saw you out the window and figured I'd just open the door now so that you wouldn't have to ring the bell. I was getting scared because, as I mentioned before, there were no lights on in the house. So is he sitting in the dark this whole time? And if so, why? I nervously laugh and say it's okay. He asked me if I liked his suit, to which I said yes. He then asked me, would you like to go on a date with me tonight? What the f I once again tell him that I have a boyfriend, to which he chuckles, gets close to me, and says, honey, there's no way a girl your age is in a serious relationship. If you go on a date with me, I'll show you how a real man treats a girl. He grabs the pizza box from me and throws it to the side, and then he grabs me by my arms, hard. I'm officially bricks at this point and trying not to cry from the fear that was overwhelming me. I start pleading with him, dude, please, I just want to go home. I don't want to go on a date tonight. He stares at me with the most sinister look I've seen on someone's face and says, I don't care. Get inside now. We're going to have a good time. He starts trying to pull me into the house and I'm trying to resist as hard as I can. After a bit of struggling, he lets go of one of my arms and starts grabbing something out of his pocket, which I presumed was a knife. I did something that to this day I'm still thankful worked. I used my free arm to punch him as hard as I could in his stomach. This stuns him for a few seconds, and he loosened his grip on me. That allowed me to break free. I quickly run to my car, and as I get in, he runs at me and tries pulling me out of the car, holding the knife in the other arm and yells, why are you making this so f***ing difficult? I grab a half-filled soda bottle that I had in the cup holder and throw it at him. Luckily it hits his head and he lets me go once more. I slam the door and all of a sudden he jumps right on the hood of my car and starts scratching and banging on my windshield with his knife. I put the car in reverse and quickly back out of the spot and reverse down the road with him desperately trying to hold on. He's banging on my hood, screaming, Stop the f***ing car. I turn onto the next road as swiftly as possible 
and luckily he falls off the hood of my car in a heap. I slammed the gas as hard as I could to get as far away from that sick bastard as I could. In my panic state, I drove a couple of blocks down the street and kept making turn after turn onto other side blocks as I feared he was following me. Eventually, I reached the red light and I slammed on the brakes and just sat at the intersection frozen from what had just happened. I began crying and violently shaking as I was sitting there. It dawned on me that I came so close to losing my life and I couldn't help but feel like I shouldn't have been alive. Once the light turned green, I pulled over to the side and just sat there crying. Eventually, I get the energy to drive back to the pizzeria, and almost immediately after I walk in, my coworkers knew that something was wrong. I practically broke down in front of them, and everyone else came to the front wondering what was going on. I fought my tears and explained everything that had just happened. My coworker comforted me, and my boss surprised me by beginning to apologize profusely for what had happened and for putting me on the night shift in the first place. He took me into the office and handed me the phone to call the cops. They arrive at the store and I give them my statement, as well as taking pictures of any marks on myself, as well as the scratches on my car from the encounter as evidence. My coworker followed behind me as I drove home and I collapsed on my bed and strangely enough, managed to fall asleep. I quit my job the very next day, and luckily a friend of mine managed to hook me up with a new job at her clothing store. As far as the psycho goes, two days later I receive an update from the police. The entire duplex was owned by the guy's brother, who lived on the right side with his wife, and the psycho lived on the left side of the duplex. I learned that he had been in and out of jail constantly at first for robberies and assaults, but later for much worse crimes targeted at women. He had been released from jail about five months before this encounter for having an inappropriate relationship with a minor. When they arrived at the house, he was long gone, and his family had no idea where he ran off to, but the police insisted that they would find him. And indeed, they did, albeit not alive. I spent the next two months in fear that he would find me and finish what he had in mind but the police contacted me and updated me on the case. Apparently, he fled to another city nearby and attempted to kidnap a teenager walking alone late one night. Luckily, somebody happened to be looking out the window at the right time. They called the police, and the police caught him trying to force her into his car. He manages to flee, and the police give chase. He blew through a red light near a busy boulevard, and a van slammed right into the driver's side of his car. By some sort of miracle, the driver of the van only sustained minor injuries, while the psycho succumbed to the blow long before the ambulance even arrived. I thanked the officers for everything that they did and for informing me, and then I walked out of the station. I walked down the street and light up a cigarette as I'm taking in everything I had just been told. I don't wish death on people, but after hearing about his death, I only felt relief. Relief that he couldn't hurt anyone anymore. Relief that I would never have to encounter him ever again. And that I wouldn't have to go through with charging him and reliving what happened that night. Although this happened years ago, every so often I get the unsettling thought, wondering what just would have happened if he'd managed to pull me into that house. I shudder every time it comes to mind.
Way back in 2000 or 2001, I was driving by myself from visiting my mom in Colorado back to my home state of Arizona. I was in a station wagon and had a desk that my mom had given me that was my grandfather's. I've always been scared driving at night that there's someone in my back seat that's going to get me. This might be because of too many scary movies or because my mom's paranoia rubbed off on me. I was in the army and drove back and forth a lot to visit her. She would get mad at me for sleeping at rest stops or gas stations and tell me that someone was going to kidnap me or worse. But I just didn't want to be bothered with the hassle and expense of a motel most of the time. I digress. So I'm driving an empty stretch of highway late at night with no other cars around. This red truck approaches me from behind, flashing his lights and honking his horn at me. I was thinking to myself that there was something wrong with my car, or maybe there was something wrong with the desk in the hatchback, because why else would he be so insistent on trying to pull me over? So I do. I pull over. I was in my mid-twenties and still a bit naive, just so you know. As I start to exit my car, he's directly behind me and still flashing his lights and honking his horn. I got about to the middle of my car as I was walking back towards his when it hits me. Why is he still honking at me when I'm out of my car? That's odd. Then he starts to get out of his truck. And that's when I knew something just wasn't right. I jumped back in my car and sped off. The next exit was about 45 miles away, and he followed me the entire time. I take the first exit and go to a crowded grocery store with a laundromat next to it. There was an ambulance parked at the laundromat with its lights flashing, so I parked right next to it. I figured that if there was an ambulance, then eventually a police officer would come. The man stayed in his truck in the grocery store parking lot, watching me the entire time. I was terrified. I didn't want to get out of my car and felt like an idiot if I would have had to tell someone what happened. I waited about an hour and he finally left. After he left, I waited a little longer before continuing my drive back to Arizona. I was paranoid and watchful for any red trucks the entire time. Fast forward about five or six years. I'm watching Unsolved Mysteries or some similar type of crime show with my husband at the time. And what story pops up? One about a man on that exact stretch of highway with a red truck that used those exact tactics to get a few women to pull over before murdering them. While they never caught this man and were only able to profile him based on the story of one survivor, I know in my heart of hearts that that's who I encountered that night. And I'm thankful every day that my fate did not match that of those poor, unlucky women. I suppose the lesson to be learned here is, if you're ever driving down a lonely, dark highway, be very selective who you pull over for.